The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Hey guys, welcome back. I don't even know how to start this. I don't know. Fuck the intro. Fuck the intro. We're not going to do it. We're just, this is not the day for that. I am like shell-shocked, like numb. And I know like it's weird being a nursing professor and like teaching on the stages of grief all the time. I've suffered my own personal loss this year. You suffered a loss in your family last year. And it's like weird to be feeling grief over someone that like I personally don't have like a personal relationship with, but I still feel so personally connected to. And right now I'm just angry. Like I think you're sad. I'm just angry. Yeah. Um. So this is very timely and something that we felt like we wanted to bring to you guys today. I think we both felt that it would be remiss for us not to to honor him and to speak on on just how amazing he was. So this morning, Sam sent me a text early this morning with the news that um, EB had passed away. Um, And so we just, we wanted to talk a little bit about it today because, you know, first of all, EB just being an amazing human being and, you know, creating all these amazing things. But I think it goes even a step further for us with this. I think it's just even paying respects to the person that even made it possible for us to sit here today and have a podcast where we speak about healthcare. Yes. Because that door, it's not even that he opened the door. He fucking created the door. It didn't even exist Mm -hmm. without him. And there is no nursing community without EB. EB, EB it's not even that he's like the founder of the nursing community. It's like there wasn't ever a central place or way for you to connect with people that weren't just your coworkers on your shift. He truly is the founder of the social media space and the nurse community. Mm -hmm. So for some of you who may or may not know, I think most everyone knows this, but so EB was from Nigeria originally and his family moved to Chicago when he was nine. And he was an ICU nurse, originally actually a med surge nurse. So he worked in med surge and then I think went through some burnout and then went into ICU. And then he started travel nursing, which is when I think it led him to L.A. Well, and travel nursing is when he started his Nurse Life RN yes. page and meme accounts. And God, I remember when that page was so new. Yeah, isn't it crazy? Like, so new and just laughing and being like, oh my gosh, this nurse. And that was back when it was public before people would complain and report and you didn't have to like <laughs> make your page private so that it wouldn't get deleted. And this was like way back in the day. We like I his know. memes brought us life. It was before I even started my Instagram account. It was mm-hmm. so far back. He was an OG. He, yeah. He's a true he's goat. The like, goat. The of goat. Nurse memes. Absolutely. Healthcare memes. Mm-hmm. I would call him a goat for so many reasons, even beyond that. But yeah, then he came out to. LA and did travel nursing and then 
he became our per diem poppy. Yeah. <laughs> the way I remember when he like started his personal, like changed his name on that to his personal page. I was like, that's the funniest thing ever. And then I bought his carpe per diem sweatshirt. Yeah, you were saying like, it's a few your years favorite. back. Honestly, when we started, even our nurse, um, nurses AF endeavors and things way back in the day i said from the beginning i was like our goal is to live that carpe per diem life (laughs) that slogan like touched my soul so much like yeah we're nurses but i'm trying to live that like per diem life yeah for sure and that's like from him yeah and then i his a and o times oh yeah i bought that hat a couple years ago i was like this is my summer pool hat my, Mm -hmm. my summer drinking hat he's just he was such a wit he was so funny and the thing that i think is is the most amazing piece about him to be honest is he had this calming presence his voice was like silk it was just the perfect podcast voice first of all his voice was like literally silky smooth it was so smooth he was just so calming and truly i feel like he was the epitome of a of a community builder because he brought everyone's opinions together like he would post on his stories his stories were where it was at actually his stories on his personal page were even better than the Mm -hmm. ones on nurse life but it was like he would pose the like post the opposing opinions yeah and really like make people question their beliefs it was just in a way where it's like, I'm just sharing the DMs I get with everyone. And then that would create conversation about everything from like politics and policy within the hospital. Yeah, healthcare policies yep. and even just personal Health. opinions on relationships, cheating, sex, like everything in it. Let that man go. Yeah. <laughs> That's Let such a good one. Go. It would just make you sometimes even question your own beliefs. Because you're, he was exposing people to maybe views, points that they don't run across in their daily life. Mm-hmm. And that's like what I think you meant by just community builder. He really yeah. brought people together. Yeah. And I think it was, it was so cool. And I remember just watching his stories and obsessively. just think obsessively yeah. and just saying like, oh my gosh. And, you know, people would kind of, he also was a big, what's that called when people, a whistleblower. He was a whistleblower yeah, in some ways, and I loved it because absolutely. Shit. But he did it in a way that would never. He had the black book. What's crazy to me is people would send these messages to him, and he knew who was sending these messages. But he always protected yeah. his people. Yeah, always, it's funny people would always start a message off with, "Hey, keep this private or keep this anonymous." He's like, "You guys, can I stop always do." That. Yeah, you, you don't do. have to preface every DM with, "Hey." Between, keep it private. Like, keep it private. He's like, it's always private. Always. And he always did respect that. He was just, he was so full of integrity in that way because I loved what he was doing. He was, he was pushing the, he was really pushing all of the doors down. He was just really going for it. But then he had this way of doing it with true integrity. And kind of like you were saying, he was sparking ideas and like making you really think like, maybe, maybe I do think that, or maybe this is a good way to look at things. And that challenges, he was really challenging all of us in a way that through social media and then as an extension with his podcast as well. He inspired my plant obsession too. Yeah, Sundays plant, are for the plants. Plant daddy. I wanted that sweatshirt, the Sundays are for the plants so bad. And I was always like, God, I hope it gets restocked. Like, yeah, and his stuff was always just – he had such great – his branding. He just knew how to really touch his people. Because he was us. Like, he was us for us. Mm-hmm. 
and he would just became like it's kind of like like black panther like he was our like nurse yes. king like yeah. you are the nurse royalty like you are our emperor you are our nursing leader you're our like, kobe fuck hospital administration you are our nursing leader yeah and then as an extension so he started obviously instagram and then he started um nurse speak and which is his podcast so he would talk about a ton of different topics he would go through workplace relationships Coming back from after making mistakes on the floor, spooky ghost stories. I loved, I loved the ghost story. Discharge ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a good, there were some good oh my God. stories. Go read those on Nurse Speak because nursing ghost stories, one, I a thousand percent believe in, and two, they creep me out. Yeah. Like those used to keep me up at night a little. I think it's mind blowing too to, as a nurse meme page, to amass 1.2 million followers. Yeah, that's insane. Like, But you know what's interesting, too? Because I think in my head, you know, obviously he was a nurse page. But the interesting part about him is he also drew a lot of other people in the medical world, too. I know a lot of doctors who follow him. If you are anyone in healthcare, EMT, RT, doctor, PT, like, and you don't, like, those memes were for everyone. Everyone. Yeah, because he would poke fun. He would poke fun at nurses, but then he would also poke fun at doctors. And then it was kind of like everyone was in on the on the joke. He just knew how to land. He had that like one liner joke all the time. And it was just it landed so well in healthcare. And I think his extension went beyond even the nurse community, which I think is actually really, really cool as well. I think it was a shock to all of us last year when he announced his cancer diagnosis yeah and i appreciate and respect so much like how candidly he shared the journey like he would go live on his stories Mm -hmm. or live on instagram from the hospital room and was just giving us like an honest like raw look and it's weird i remember reading some of his stories where he'd talk about like death and how it's a real possibility but i feel like in my mind i always just think like of course he'll be okay. Yeah, same. He's going to fight. Like, of course. Like, yeah. it's not going to be easy. But of course he'll he'll get through this and he'll beat it. Mm-hmm. So I think this morning, and I knew I knew in the last month or so things weren't going so well. Yeah, it got a little quiet. But on the account. I still was shocked this morning. And I mean, I think obviously we want to respect his family and his privacy at this time as they're all like grieving. And I just think us in the nursing community world we're all just shocked because again he felt like family to us yeah like we all felt such a strong connection because of what he did for us personally yeah I remember him posting um a video and Emily was his assistant slash I think it was probably one of his best friends um I remember him telling the story of of he was hiking and he was hiking with Oscar and I think with Emily and he just got so winded he was just so exhausted after this and he said it was just felt weird it just fell off it wasn't right so he went and you know got blood work and that's when everything kind of started and he was diagnosed with I'm going to have Sam pronounce it because I can't pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, it's blastic plasma cytoidendritic cell neoplasm, which is basically just a very rare form of leukemia, which is like a blood-borne like bone marrow cancer. Yeah, very rare. 
And he was so open about it. And something else that I thought was really, he was really advocating for everyone to take care of themselves. And, you know, a lot of this was kind of happening during COVID or, you know, kind of COVID times. And I remember him saying, you know, we're all putting in this time to care for our patients and do all these things and push forward. But he really advocated for us to take care of ourselves as well. He always advocated for us. Yes. It was always like hey, like us as a community, I think he taught us that we have more power than we think we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that really was like inspired by him that like we we are the backbone of healthcare. Yeah. And I do love too how open he was throughout his, his journey. Because I think, you know, when you're going through those things, speaking as someone who, you know, we're on a a small, much smaller scale platform. But I will say this, it is very hard to post anything that you're going through that is negative. So like if you're going through a mental health moment where you're like down and depressed, if you're going through a disease, something you just found out you were diagnosed, if you're going through something and you have a platform, it's such a weird thing. And he was so open and so raw through that. Um, And obviously, you know, he'd take a step back when he needed to, but I really love and admire him for doing that because I know it's hard. It's really hard to do that. And because he didn't know, he didn't know what the outcome was going to be. And he was trying to be positive and keep, you know, his spirit alive. And And he kept the memes going. He kept the memes going. Like the memes went on through his whole chemotherapy process, everything. Like the memes were still there. The stories stories were were still there. Yeah. The lives the merch was still coming out. And that takes a lot of energy. It's interesting because I don't think, you know, we talk a, l- a little bit about that, but when you're having to, you know, do like the brain power it takes to make all this happen and to keep your spirit alive. And when you're kind of down and you're just not feeling it, like I know there's moments where Sam and I go through it where you just feel some burnout. And I can't imagine what he was feeling because he was, you know, going through all of these, he was going through treatment. And probably just feeling so tired and so run down. And he was still doing it for all of us. We we just did not deserve, like, how much of him he gave to us. And I don't know. I just This is so hard to record right now. And again, I'm not saying this as someone who was, like, his bestie or had a personal relationship with him. But... I'm so grateful for the space he created for us. And now that someone that's kind of like, you know, like following way behind in his shadows, like never will, no one's going to ever fill his shoes. But the fact that like Tori and I can even connect with you guys, we have him to thank for. And so it just makes me like a little emotional that it was one of our own and Mm -hmm. it's, I don't know, it's just fucking bullshit, to be honest, that our healthcare system failed someone that is part of the system. Like, yeah. we failed our own, and it. I'm like, I'm just, I'm mad. Yeah, speaking on that a little bit, obviously he had a rare form of leukemia, and so he was in the middle of waiting for a transplant. Yeah, so he was, and I remember when I read this on his stories, and it kind of blew me away, but I was still like, okay, but like, he's still in it. He still can fight. Like he got this, but he basically had went through chemo successfully and had a bone marrow donor 
that was matched. It's hard to find a match. And he, God, can we just say he has been a huge oh, advocate yes. for be the match.org. Be the match.org. If you're not a bone marrow donor, if there's one thing you can do to honor Evie's life right now, it's go to be the match.org, sign up, swab your mouth, send it in. It's of no cost to you, but get on the bone marrow donor registry because you can truly save a life. And if there's one thing you can do to honor someone who gave so much to us, it's go to be the match.org and register to be a bone marrow donor. And on top of that, donate blood. There's a critical blood shortage. And those are two things that he highlighted so much on his page. And I can't imagine on top of being a nurse, he saved lives as a nurse. I feel like he saved some lives through his humor as well and on this platform. But he truly directly saved lives through getting people in the last few months to join bethematch.org, become bone marrow donors, and to go donate blood. Yeah. That alone, the fact that he's sick and out there still impacting and saving lives through those two avenues is like just shows the type of human that we're talking about. We're going to link that in the show notes for you guys if you're interested. And Sam and I will order. We're going to do that today. I'm already a bethematch.org. I need to do mine. um, I'm going to do mine. I'm already on the bethematch.org registry. But um, fuck, I want to go. I donated blood last year. But now with my anemia, I don't qualify because my hemoglobin is always too low. But Please donate yeah. blood if you can. I know you and Jacob donated blood. Yes, yeah. That we try year. and do. We try and do it quarterly. That's something that you guys can do. That's very easy. You know, in these kinds of situations, it, I just think if there's anything you can do, truly giving blood, doing these kinds of things, signing up for the Be the Match, these are the ways that you can truly help. And if you can't personally, because there are obviously we all have our own medical things. Like I can't even donate blood anymore. But if you can even just spread the word and get other people mm-hmm. to do it, that is. It's huge and it truly is saving lives. I think, I mean, kind of going back to before I interrupted my own self, but he had a bone marrow registry donor, like he had a match and he's literally just waiting for insurance to approve this bone marrow transplant and his cancer relapsed. And it makes me so livid that insurance companies have this type of power over people's lives. And I don't want to go, I guess, into it too much just because it's still so fresh that this is happening. So I don't But know. on the exterior, I couldn't agree more. But with I'm you. just Absolutely. Angry. Because patients like E B don't have time. Yeah. Because so many people out there don't have time. They don't have the luxury of time. And so it is so frustrating when you are at the mercy of most of the time it's insurance. It's insurance based. And it's which is so mind boggling. It just makes me so upset that like we work in a system that like is supposed to save lives and the fact that it can like fail one of our own is we we had to do better. Yeah. In this country. We have to do better. Yeah. And These... I'm I don't know. <laughs> We're yeah, I agree. I don't understand how, you know, Sam was saying over here, she was driving on the way to record and she showed up and she was like, I don't even know how to process this because I'm, I'm more angry than I am sad. I'm more angry than I am sad. And I, it's so interesting to me because, you know, thinking about it, like we really are at the mercy of our insurance, you know, even for me, it's just is kind of crazy. And I'm not trying this on myself, but I was trying to register just for like my well woman. 
and I literally can't get in for two months. Horseshit. And it's it's crazy to me. Like how how is that even physically possible? I don't. I just. I don't understand it. It's just. And you're insured. I'm insured. So the fact that there's still people in this country that are underinsured, underserviced. Yeah, I mean, not to mention the cost of everything, which is is the basis of all of this. The fact that we have fucking Jeff Bezos going to space for funsies, and then there's people out here that can't even get a doctor's appointment and don't have access to health care. It's just like fucked up. Yeah. I'm just. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm angry. I was shocked. I feel like us recording this today was a little fast because I think that we're still both trying to process a lot. And I think like even in the hour that Tori and I have been talking before starting this, our emotions have been all over the place and like up and down and sad. Like it, it is a spectrum, but I just think that we felt like we needed to at least just honor and pay our respects to someone that we respect on such a deep level. Yeah. A true, I mean, honestly, I, he's a true, true legend to me and to all of us here. He is someone that brought so much to us on a platform. He created a platform that was dedicated to the people who are working the hardest at the bedside, the healthcare providers, mainly nurses. But I just think he just created this amazing platform and this community. And we it would we didn't want to miss a moment to pay our respects. And I just don't I don't even know where else like we can congregate and connect on that level than his platform. Yeah. Because it was like someone had a question about salaries. Someone had a question about a hospital system. Someone had a question about an incident that occurred in their workplace. Or on his personal page, someone had a real life like relationship type question. And he'd post it. And then he'd post everyone's responses. And it was just like you felt like you were connected to people that you've never met and wouldn't even have the opportunity to hear from. And I'm just like struggling to even figure out where this community like is gonna go is gonna go without him yeah and such a real and raw and honest one and the real and raw and honest of how we all really feel because there's you know and he put in so much work so much time into that and yeah there is no other eb there will never ever be another eb to be honest i mean i just it's it is such a weird and the best yeah uh, we wanted to come on today and just really pay our respects and just say thank you thank you Evie. thank you for everything you have done for us and the doors you've opened and the conversations you've created and the respect that we have for you is unmatched and possibly even the lives that you will be saving because you had so many people sign up for be the match I can't imagine the amount of lives and the effect that you have had for future patients, to be honest. that I mean, I think that that so many people, you know, and just seeing the effect that he had on on supporting those kinds of causes, you know, it's he's going to save more lives down the line, which is the ironic. The going to continue. The, yeah, absolutely. Fuck, I don't even have a good ending. I know. There's um, just, there is none. Just go to be the match.org. Donate blood and the memes will live on forever. Absolutely. We love you, EB, and we miss you. 
will carry your spirit. And thank you. And thank you.